Hope everyone is doing good. You say I'm loud and clear. That is good. That is good. Um, it is what Saturday evening and, um, I hope you had a good day, uh, here in Houston, uh, the weather is about 52 degrees, you know, which I love this time of year when it gets cooler. I don't like daylight savings time though. I can't stand daylight. I'm sorry. Not daylight savings time. This uh, that other time, you know what I'm saying? When you got the longer nights, I hate that. Yeah. They should just go it on and just put it where we just have daylight savings time all year because then it throws you, it throws you sleep off. You know, you think it's later than what it actually is. It's like dumb. I, I can't see. And, and y'all know they did that back during the time of world war two. If y'all know that. Right. Um, so we're not in, in war time anymore. So what's the, what the hell? Like just have one time and then we'd be good with it. So I want to give a shout out to our people there in the UK and, Oh, you got Oakland in here and, you know, shout out to Oakland, California. And, and but let's get into this. So I don't want to, I not take too much of your time. I know y'all are some busy people. Uh, maybe some of y'all can, can see it. Uh, San Antonio in the building. Shout out to San Antonio. Boy, let me see San Antonio. Uh, I went there. Oh man. Was it a year or two ago? I went to San Antonio and uh, I know we always go with the family and everything like that, you know, um, Anytime I go out of town, the main, the main thing we go do, I mean, we go do some things, but we go search out all the best restaurants. We try this, we try that. That's how we do as a family. But so you have the, uh, Ahmaud Arbery case has gotten started. And I mean, it's not even long into this case. You have a defense attorney for one of the McMichaels. Um, his name is Kevin go. I think that's how you say his last name. And so, what happened in the in the courtroom is a courtroom is a public place. You can actually go sit down and listen to a court case. I believe people should go and listen to some of them, especially if you really want to learn something about the criminal justice system, especially if you want education on family court. Cause that's one thing I tell a lot of guys go to family court, listen to that. <laughs> it's going to make you change your mind a whole lot of things that you're doing, but you can go listen in. You know, as long as you're not disturbing the court or doing anything like that, you can sit there. So Al Sharpton had came in at the request of the family to sit there, right? Listen to what's going on in the case. And his defense attorney took issue with it. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to play the complete video in its entirety of everything, not just a clip they just played on, you know, CNN and all that. You know, they only like to play one little part for you but they don't want to play the whole thing. So let me play this whole thing for y'all and then let's, let's talk about it. My understanding while I was cross-examining investigator Lowry yesterday is that the right Reverend Al Sharpton managed to find his way into the back of the courtroom. Uh, I'm guessing he was somehow there at the invitation of the victim's family in this case. And I have nothing personally against Mr. Sharpton. My concern is that it's one thing for the family to be present. It's another thing to ask for the lawyers to be present. But if we're going to start a precedent starting yesterday, we're going to bring high-profile members of the African-American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of the jury. I believe that's intimidating, and it's an attempt to pressure. Could be, consciously or unconsciously, an attempt to, to pressure or influence the jury. Let me stop right there real quick. So... Listen to the word he used, intimidating. Al Sharpton's intimidating. Have you have we all we all seen Al Sharpton? He's not intimidating. He's really not. I mean, 
I don't know how Al Sharp is intimidated. I'm just going to go repeat that again. Right. But that's a constant thing that white supremacists use about black people. Oh my God, that you're just so intimidating. The way you speak is intimidating. The way you look is intimidating. Oh, your hair is intimidating. He's just staring at me. That intimidates me. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all the white supremacist, the most scariest individual on the planet, freaking earth. Scary. So Al Sharpton sitting in a courtroom is intimidating. How is it more intimidating than your three defendants that ran down a man and murdered him in cold blood. Everybody's looking at those murderers on, on the freaking trial. Is That's intimidating. Al Sharpton, we may have our issues with him and we address those issues that we may have with Al Sharpton, but Al Sharpton haven't killed nobody that I know of. He haven't. So what does you mean? He's intimidating. It's amazing to me. It's like this Kyle Rittenhouse trial. You got this, grown man calling him a, a kid, a teenager, like they always like to do. But when, when a, a black child's like eight years old, he's a man, a black child's like 10 years old. He's a man. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it, uh, we've been seeing white supremacy on display. Let's continue. To my knowledge, Reverend Al Sharpton has no church in Glen County. Never has, hasn't been here since Elaine Brown ran for mayor, to my knowledge. But we have all kinds of people. We have school board members. We have county commissioners. We have all kinds of pastors in this town. Over 100. Uh, and uh, the idea that we're going to be serially bringing these people in to sit with the victim's family one after another, obviously, there's only so many pastors they can have. And if Says who? Like, who are you to say how many pastors somebody can have? There are pastors Al Sharpton right now. That's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here. Or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. And I'm not saying the state is even. Did y'all catch that? Did y'all see the uh, the little Mazungu female, the blonde, when he said that? Why go? I'm gonna go see if I can rewind his back when he started talking like that. Why watch the little Mazungu female when he started saying that? Just watch it the whole time. Taking half, and if they're pastors, Al Sharpton right now, that's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here. Or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. And I'm not saying the state is even aware that Mr. Sharpton was in court. Look at that. I wasn't aware of it till last night. But I think the court can understand my concern uh, about bringing people in who really don't have any ties to this case other than political interests. And, and we want to keep politics out of this case. So I'm asking the court to take appropriate steps to make sure that the gallery, which is already limited in this case, isn't being utilized for a purpose that could be viewed as improper. Thank you. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with the judge. I have to say but that Mzungu female is like, Oh, come on, man. And did you see how she, she looked back at the camera? Like shoot. I'm sitting up here with these fools here, man. They're going to be calling me racist. Now I'm going to try to, I'm going to get canceled now. Like, oh man, I was just trying to be a paralegal. I wasn't trying to deal with this. Like what's wrong with this dude? You know, you don't want to be talking like that in public. I mean, this dude just went full Jim Crow with it. Look, I don't want them black pastors in here. He didn't say I want no pastors. He said, I don't want them black ones. <laughs> I'm loving, I'm listening from, from Jim Crow, Joe sitting up here saying that he is, is having the attitude of the greatest Negro and all of that to, to, to this one saying he don't want no black passes. I love it. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And in the words of Dave Chappelle on that Clayton Bigsby skit, let that hate out, let it out. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and continue. Thank you. Any other defendants? We're doing that motion. I don't know if it's a motion. What, what is the motion? It's not really a do? motion. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reminder of the court's previous instructions to keep outside influences outside the court. From state. Uh, it's a public courtroom, and I have no idea how the Reverend Al Sharpton appeared to be here. Um, so the state had no part in that whatsoever. So the state is unaware of how that occurred or how he came to be seated with the family. If a bunch of folks came in here dressed like Colonel Sanders with white masks sitting in the back, I mean, that would be I So let me. Hold on. Did y'all hear that fool? Let me go, let me go rewind that. Listen to that fool. Listen, listen to this fool. Hold on. If a bunch of folks came in here dressed like Colonel Sanders with white masks sitting in the back, I mean, that would be So let me tell you. Okay. So now he said if a bunch of people came in the back dressed like Colonel Sanders with white masks, that would be intimidating. Um, you're now you're referencing a domestic terrorist organization, which is the Ku Klux Klan. So show me the amount of people Al Sharpton hung up. How many white folks has he hung up on the tree? I mean, if you could show me how many churches Al Sharpton burned and and much as I'm critical of Al Sharpton, see this, see, this is the thing that was with Obama too. Let me get to Obama. Obama was dealing with so much of that racism at the time that when, when he was doing BS to the black community, it was hard to keep calling him out because every time you called Obama out, they were doing something racist at the time. And now that we look at Obama, we say, man, we should have been on him a lot harder. But if you think you really go back to that time period of Barack Obama, when he was doing a lot of BS to our community, they was coming at him so hard with the racism. Of course, we were getting killed a lot more during Obama years. I mean, he didn't stop any of that. Right. I mean, if anything, his legacy going to be LGBT, not, not the community that he supposedly got him in office, but think about it. Normally we'll be going at Al Sharpton in this video. But you can't because, you know, even though, and I said that there is a proper, you know, we talk about code, et cetera, right. To, to live by. And even though I got an issue at times with Al Sharpton, I would, and I would discuss those issues about Al Sharpton, but when it comes to Al Sharpton and one of them, I, I have to choose Al Sharpton in this one, not because I agree with them, but because of it, just what it is. You know what I'm saying? One thing them folks going to do, they always going to choose their own over us no matter what. So this guy is like complete. He no different than the freaking people that he defended. Basically he's no different. He might well just join the club. I would love to see his text messages. I would love to see his, uh, uh emails. I would really love to see it. Cause I guarantee you, I got a good feeling somewhere in there. He calling black folks, some derogatory name. Because why would he take this case? Let's continue. What I had heard at lunchtime today was, and I, what I had heard yesterday before lunch is that there was going to be, um, uh, that the Reverend Al Sharpton was going to be appearing on the courthouse uh, and uh, appearing with the family. Uh, I was asked at lunch whether the court had any objection to um, 
Reverend Al Sharpton coming into the courtroom, and I said, as a member of the public, uh, there are certain limitations on what we can do here. What is going on? And what I was told was, instead of having someone from the family sitting in the courtroom, that he was going to be sitting there instead of somebody else from the family. And my comment to that was simply, as long as things are not disruptive and it's not a distraction to the jury or anything else going on in the courtroom, so be it. But if it violates the court's rules with regard to the conduct of the trial or violates my orders with respect to how people are to conduct themselves in this courtroom, I will take it up with whomever I need to take it up with. Well, I will tell you that I noticed him once and that was it. And the fact that nobody else even noticed that he was in here means that everybody complied with this court's rulings on sitting in this courtroom and listening to the evidence. I don't hear a motion, and I will tell you this, I'm not going to blanketly exclude members of the public from this courtroom. Um, if individuals, based on the limitations that we have in the courtroom, um, end up sitting in the courtroom and they can do so, respectful of the court's process and in compliance with this court's orders with regard to the conduct of the trial, and they're not a distraction, then I'm not going to do anything about it. And I did not hear from anyone that there was any distraction whatsoever. In fact, what I just heard is nobody was even aware that he was in here. So, Mr. Sheffield. We were aware. Now, the judge is basically telling him this is a public courtroom. Anybody can be in here as long as they're not disrupting or causing a problem. The judge made sure he wanted to reiterate that and say, look, I ain't got nothing to do with him. Don't put me in it. Don't try to be canceling me and messing up my, my uh, campaign. It was not a distraction. Okay. Guys. Yeah, but not a distraction. So again, I'm not, I, I'm not sure what the motion was. Well, and I will point out there's a large barrier that sits. He was sitting in the back corner of the courtroom. I'm not even sure the jury would have seen him sitting there. Nobody has brought it to my attention other than what was just presented as an observation by Mr. Goff. I am not making a blanket rule about attendance in this courtroom. And uh, let's not overstate what's going on here, Mr. Goff, because this will become a distraction that we're going to waste a bunch of time on. If you weren't even aware of it until later, I'm not sure what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing is the question is not whether the lawyers are aware of it. The question is whether the jurors are aware of it. Ten or 12 jurors are sitting in the box and see a good part of the gallery. And we do live in a small town, and that's where we're trying this case. And we have 12 jurors who are trying to remain, maintain their anonymity here. Several have expressed concern about it. When we allow people in this courtroom who are not part of the case but have interest in it, and the jurors can eyeball them and recognize them as the people they know from TV, then that is intimidating. I'm not making a motion at this time, but if it becomes a problem, as it has been a problem for me in other cases in this courtroom, then I'm gonna, we're going to bring it back up. And I just don't want anybody to say, we had no idea this was this was an issue. It's an issue for the Bryan defense. No motion before the court then. Oh, this this <laughs> So 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 basically Al Sharpton can't sit in the courtroom, um, but nobody else can be intimidating, right? Um this guy right here, he he is a a, a thoroughbred uh white supremacist, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, and it's a, it's another um, another clip I want to show y'all. But let me let me pull this clip up um, here. It, let me see. Just give me a second. Pull this other clip real quick. I didn't want to go through all of that that I don't need to go through. So let me. This guy going to get confronted 
by one of the reporters from uh, the Black News Channel. So just give me a second here. So you guys, and ladies and gentlemen, so you can see this. Uh, window capture. All right. So let's see, y'all can see this real quick. Let's go. The outside of court, we can, but we can't do it right now. Do you okay. plan on apologizing to Ahmaud Arbery's family for suggesting that black pastors shouldn't be allowed to sit next to them in the courtroom? I'm sorry. Are you asking me, what is your question again? I'm asking you, do you plan to apologize to the Arbery family for suggesting that black pastors not be allowed to sit next to them in the courtroom? I guess you'll have to watch the proceedings this morning. All right. So you plan to address it inside the courtroom this morning? Yes, we'll see. And, and that and that's now that's interesting, isn't it? Let me go ahead and get this window off of here. That that's he got confronted because his racism, but he talking about he don't want to say nothing. Now in that courtroom, he had, he was all mouth. Well, why wouldn't he say nothing then? You know what I'm saying? So that trial is starting off very, very interesting already. So you already got basically uh this Jim Crow style guy here. You know, that's defending these people. It, boy, that's crazy. That is so crazy. But check this out. Th this is this is not surprising, but this is a good thing. This is very, very good, ladies and gentlemen. This is good. The reason why it's good is because we are getting to see white supremacy in, in display. We're getting to see it. We, we're enjoying uh, the process. And, and also, people all over the world is, go is seeing this. That's the beauty of it. And me personally, I believe every trial should be on, uh, on internet TV, whatever, you know how they have virtual court all over the place. Now that should be standard operating procedure for the public because the public pays, you know, the taxes for the courts or whatever. We should be able to see this, you know, all in real time. It would definitely make it better for accountability, uh, for the, uh, criminal justice system for everybody to actually see it in real time, seeing what the judges are saying and what they're doing, uh, et cetera. Why does it need to be a secret? It do not need to be a secret because we can watch these cases like we're watching now with the Kyle Rittenhouse, not our Maude Arbery case. You can see what lawyers are doing, what, what the DA is doing, even what the judge is doing. Imagine that Kyle Rittenhouse trial. If we did not even get to see any of those videos, right? And you'll wonder how he get acquitted. And then you would have never known the judge was literally interfering and trying to get this guy acquitted because think about it. Even with that case, they already talking about having 500, national guard people out there for the trial. So usually from our experience, from our experience, minus the case, uh, with George Floyd, usually when they say they're going to set up national guard or they boarding up stuff and they didn't have a verdict. Sometimes it's like, they already know what the verdict going to be. So, you know, we'll see. We know the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Now I, I've seen some people say, well, and they even told me that too. Well, why, why it's not our fight or whatever. Let me tell you something about, about power or establishing power. Establishing power is you have to basically when people help you or ally help you. Right. And we understand that people can be allies as individuals, not groups, because in the past, what we used to do about allies, if you have a few individuals want to ally, then we go ahead and lionize the whole group as in, uh, as an ally. And we have, you know, learned from that, that that's not the case. So if you have a individual ally, no matter who they are, right? 
it is your job to protect your individual ally. No different than what the United States do for their allies. If something happens to one of their allies, they got to come to their defense. That way, uh, when the United States need help, it goes back and forth, right? That's having a true ally. So you don't leave your ally, you know, out to dry. So if, 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 if the black community took the approach by Kyle Rittenhouse, like, Oh, that's them. They got nothing to do with us. And, And really I can't stand that kind of language from black folks because you live in a global society. And what got you connected globally was the internet. So what affects one person affects you, especially in this country, you're not absolved from anything that happens in this country. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know in this country, they teach you, you know, uh, individualism. That's the, that's the law of the land with a lot of people, but white supremacy is not built on individualism. It's built on collectivism. So anything that's going to involve us, yeah, we need to pay attention to it. And it's going to show your ally that, okay, look, we defend the black community as an ally. They going to stand up for me because they actually, you know, uh, uh, they're there for me. Right. But what's what sometimes we have done in the past was you have an ally and then you leave them high and dry. And then they people come behind and say, see, this is what you get for defending them black people. See how they just leave you high and dry and, and, and nothing happens. So we were actually doing a good thing by paying attention to that case, call things out with Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse need to go to freaking jail. He didn't go to prison. Uh, these, these are three savages here. Like I said, same thing. They need to go to prison, lock away the key, and they need federal charges on top of that, which I think they're going to get uh, hate crime charges with the feds. Um, and you know, the moment the feds come after you like that, they might well go ahead and plead out on that. Cause they, they ain't got the money to fight the feds, but this, yeah, the judge is biased in, in that Kyle Rittenhouse case. Cause like I said, he acting like that's his grandson on trial. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's good to see that because that judge represent a lot of the judges here in America. He's not the only one that act that way. He's not the only one and understand, you know, some people say, well, that's a white on white crime. Well, why are we tripping about it? No, 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 no. That judge understand the implications of that trial. He understands. So he knows, look, Kyle got to go walk away because that's going to, you know, embolden other white supremacists. If Kyle Rittenhouse go to jail, then it's going to send a, a, a shockwave, right? You got to think about it. They took some L's recently. You got to think Derek Chauvin was an L for white supremacy, right? That was an L. If Kyle Rittenhouse go to jail, that'll be an L. If these three savages on the screen here that, that, that murdered Ahmaud Arbery, like, like a rabbit dog somewhere. They don't even treat dogs in the United States like they treated Ahmaud Arbery. I say, I'm saying the media did what they normally do. And see, now people know, understand the tricks of the media. They know that, okay, look, when they're trying to demonize a person, they're trying to literally go into this uh, tainting the jury. And I told you a long time ago, what the, what the white media do is the moment a black person is, is, is unjustly killed, they go to taint the jury. That's why they go put all this negative stuff out there about the victim, right? Whether it's Trayvon Martin, it's whoever it may be. They, they put out the most negative things. Why? So they can taint the jury. Cause everybody see this horrific case and they say, Oh my God, let me see what the news is saying. That's just people who just want to know. And then when he keeps seeing this negativity, if that person get picked for a jury, right? They're going to remember all that negativity about that black person. 
And they're going to say, well, you know, well, they was kind of a criminal. I mean, they did do this. Oh, look what he did with the police. You know, they're doing everything they can to taint the jury. I told y'all the best thing for America or actually the world is for the, um, Mzungu owned media to go away. That would be the best thing ever. And everything be independent media, everything. It don't be nothing uh, out there with them because all they do is cause issue problem and trouble. There are stories that they don't even cover, right? Like they have not covered that, uh, that Italy protest, you know, now they have people out there cause you know, they got those mandates in Italy and the people been fighting back against that crap. And the American media ain't show that not one time. I mean, it looked like George Floyd all over again in Italy and American media not showing any of that. So when, when y'all had this attitude saying, well, it has nothing to do with me. You got to think about even the situation with, with the virus. It had nothing to do with you at one point in time, but when it was in over there in, in, in Wuhan or whatever, um, eventually it made it a way over here. Then it had a lot to do with you. So, pay attention to other countries sometime because those things, and I know why the American media don't want to show that the American media don't want to show that because they don't want to start inspiring people here to do the same thing. I already know what that is. I already know, but this is the thing here. You know, we definitely need to keep watching this case. We already see the white supremacy going and that lawyer right there, that one right there <laughs> that stood up and said that he going to be a trip in this case. I see that coming. I mean, they, they, they got their brethren real quick. They, they sure did. Oh, you didn't hear about that, that, that protest. Oh shoot. Let me, let me see if I can pull that up for y'all just real quick. Just get, just let me see if I can find that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where's that at? Give, give me a second. Uh, cause the American media, um, let me see protest, uh, mandates. Let me see here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's all, it's like I say, it's, it's all day long on here. Um, so here we go. You got, you got the AP. Let me see. Just give, just give me a second. Pe people are going off. Give, give me a second. Let me pull this back up on the screen here. Let me see if I can make this screen bigger here. Oh shoot. Let's see. Give me a second. All right. Uh, this, this is actually in Rome. Type of green pass. No, that's not the one I want to show. No, I need I need to show. Let me see if this the one here. It's it's one of it's one of my saw. But them jokers is going. Oh, there we go. That's them jokers right there. Y'all check that junk out.
Hey, y'all, y'all see what I was talking? Y'all see what I was talking about there? Um, yeah, pe- people, people, people. Um, you know, they get they getting tired of all that that, that situation, man. So what I'm when I mentioned, I'm showing it to talk about the American media. So you see how the American media won't show you what's going on in the world. Like if you're not the type of person that's trying to look for news throughout the world, like I do, I'm constantly looking for news throughout the world to kind of see what other people are dealing with, uh, what are the issues and problems, and what could possibly come here, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like like pe- people is uh, uh and so it, it's all part it's all part of it, even what we're looking at here. So the racism, white supremacy, the authoritarianism, all of that. And, and you saw how the people's doing no different than what they were doing to George Floyd. Right. But they don't want, they don't want you to know that. And this is, you know, the Mzungu media don't even want to let you know what other white folks are doing. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because it's, it's all protecting their particular system. They never want, listen, they do not want what happened with George Floyd to happen again for this other situation. Right. Because George Floyd and what we did in that time period, whether he was on the ground, if he was, you know, doing media or whatever and, and disseminating the message, it spread worldwide and people all over the world protested about George Floyd. I was on, on a clubhouse today and the, a brother from Nigeria, he said it, he said it plainly. He said the reason why we in Nigeria went to do in SARS is because we saw what black lives matter and black Americans did in the United States about George Floyd. And we said that that inspired us to go out and, and do uh, the NSARS protest. You know what I'm saying? And that Nigerian brother was giving us props, you know, for, for what the movements that, you know, we get started. I always told y'all, you know, we are, are, are the people that God has anointed to spark the world. You understand what I'm saying? And brothers and sisters are, are inspired by that. I told y'all before when, when the, we, we did the civil rights movement, African countries after that got their independence prior to that. They, they was, they was colonized. So I'm telling you, we are the people that this God chose to, to, to help free the world, all different things. So, so trust me, even our stance on whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? You have people all over the world using the term white supremacy. Now that didn't used to happen at one point in time. You have people all over the world taking a, you know, stand even on the continent. Like when I go to these different platforms, I'm hearing what different ones are saying. It, it's a beautiful thing, you know, that we we are having an effect. Don't think we're not. Like you think all oh, y'all can just on social media, all oh, y'all on the internet. And let me tell you something. The internet is doing what would even our brothers and sisters in the past could not do because they were limited in their message. Now more of their message get out because of the internet, right? This is why they try to stifle it. This is why they try to, you know, limit what we can do, limit our reach. You know what I'm saying? I deal with that, you know, a lot, you know, it's a shadow bands and, and all kinds of things like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is, it, is, and I can tell when things are happening. I, a lot of times I fight through it. I try to find other avenues. This is why I say that, you know, anytime that somebody you like, you know, donate to them, like through a super chat, or super thanks if if you watching it after the fact donate that way uh that way won't cut them because like like even with with sometimes my channels right my biggest channel sometimes I'm struggling sometimes in, in that area but then you may go to somebody else that's talking about the same thing and you're like well how are they doing that and you you know what I'm saying listen I know the game already because it's what we talk about but but if I just switch off everything I'm talking about in relation to you know, white supremacy. And then I go on, on maybe some other Avenue, uh, where it, it's, it's more likable And yeah, shoot, I probably have a million views a video, but that's just not, that's, that's, well, that for me, 
that's okay if the people support, right? And you have to support the people that you like. You just have to. And like for me and what I said before about being on here, like sometimes you don't really realize what you have until you lose it. And what I mean by that is we produce content daily, you know, on this platform and, and, and it's not easy. It, you know, I've been burned, you know, in the past by certain things doing that, that were burnout where they have a thing called creator burnout because the YouTube algorithm is all about content. And if you take a break, it punishes you. So you have, you dealing with that issue. You're managing a lot of different content coming in from people. You know, I'm trying to bring the best people I can to the platform. So y'all can hear, not just me. I know the majority of you would just love to hear me every day. And, and, and I appreciate that. You know, I really do. Um, and, and, but sometimes like, well, I can only do so much as one person. What can we do to grow? And, and if we get it set just right, and that's why I say support everybody that's on the platform. Don't just support me. If I have them there, then I have them there for a reason. So support them, no matter who they are, just support them. If you're supporting them, you're supporting me, right? That's really what it is. If you're not doing it for them, do it for me. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but this is the thing continuing. Yeah. Yes. Everyone watch us. Yes. You're hundred percent right by that. Everyone watch us. And even the white supremacists, they watch us too. They do not miss a show. They are subscribed. They will donate. You can have a website and they will join your website. Yes, they will. I've seen them do it. And even on our website, which like I said, we, we working on an update. Like I said, we're about 75% there. I'm liking how the new website is looking or whatever. I have certain conversations on the, on my website that I would not have here on YouTube because I understand certain people you just can't talk about here and that's fine. Um, but also, also at the same time, I believe in having conversations that may piss you off or rattle your feathers on, in, on different channels. I may do that too, because I'm a type of person. If we don't discuss all the problems, that's how we constantly have issues. What you understand about the white supremacists is they, look at our issues and problems and what they do, they go to exploit it, right? If you learn to have a conversation about no matter what it is in our community, even if you get pissed, but know how to have a conversation and come to a middle ground or somewhere with the conversation, then, then the white supremacists can't pit one against another. And there are certain conversations in our community that we just don't want to have because in our mind it's one thing instead of saying, let's have this conversation. Let's come to a happy median in this conversation. And also in this conversation, let's be realistic, right? There's many topics that we can talk about in that area. Let's say, let's just be at least realistic because I, I have noticed that, right? I've noticed this in, in, in this community and, and, and it's dangerous when we, we can't have certain conversations or talk about certain things. It is dangerous or, or giving energy to things that we shouldn't give energy to or being toxic about certain things in our community that we shouldn't be toxic about that we should focus our energy and, and, and venom to, you know, fixing our community, bringing us together as a people globally. Cause like I said, you know, that clubhouse I was on today, you know, I was on there with, let me see, Nigerians, um, uh, thinking that one woman was Haitian, um, 
I think they had an Ethiopian person in there and we was all talking about the different things on the continent. And, and they would ask me a lot of questions. It was all like basically unity. It wasn't none of this. I hate the black American. I hate and, and even that situation, right? The white supremacists even will exploit that. So this is why we got to have these conversations. You know, I know conversations are easy to have when we all agree on like white supremacy. We all agree on that. Like this situation. I mean, of course we all agree on this, but the conversation we may not agree with, we got to have them too, because that's how, you know, you're not going to have unity until you deal with the hard conversations. You would never have it. And if you're like, Oh, well, this is what I think. And that's it. Okay. But can you come to a happy medium where we could say, no matter what, we're all black. We got to have a particular, you know, code of conduct about ourselves, period. Right. Period. So that's why I met with it just me as a person, but, and I know certain conversations nobody want to have and, 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 and you can't criticize certain people in our community and you can't, you know, it's a whole lot. Right. But, but I told people I'm uncle Phil, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point. I can care less about that. I'm ready to, to, to hash out all the issues and problems in the community. If y'all want to want that conversation, right? Because this is the thing we better get out act together very quick as a community. Cause What's happening right now, y'all can't be dependent on these folks too much longer. I'm telling you, what are you going to do when you can't depend on these people? What if, what if something happened with these people and you can't get that welfare and food stamps no more? What would happen then? You talking about the Georgia black wall street sister Demetria made a whole video about that on our African diaspora news insider channel. That's another thing we create channels. We make it easy for everybody to go subscribe to our channels. And I don't understand why everybody isn't on the African diaspora news insider channel. We post multiple videos, multiple stories on that channel, just as much as the main channel. So why isn't everybody over there? I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's good to have a second channel. Cause what you remember when the main channel went down, you know what I'm saying? They had hacked the main channel if I didn't have that second channel, y'all wouldn't have known nothing. So we, I learned from the old school YouTube, you better have multiple channels. You can't just have one. And I know how a lot of people are on YouTube. You just want the creator just to have one channel and, and that's it. But that's just not wise on this platform. It's just not wise. Oh, are you talking about Asians? Well, you know, yeah. Asians sit on the sideline because they don't have, no dog in the fight. They come here for the bag. That's what they come here for. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, I think somebody is either super chatted or, or love it. Okay. Thank you for the member. And I don't, I don't, I don't see you super chatted, but anyway, Asians come over here. They're not coming over here to, to fight for anything. They're not invested into this country like that. They invest into their communities that they're building, right? They invested into those who are participating in their criminal enterprises. And look, I want to do a whole, listen, I'm telling y'all, but I know it would not work and I probably have to do it on my website. I want to do a whole breakdown on these freaking Asian massage parlors. And I, and the reason why I want to do a breakdown on these Asian massage parlors and break down how these people get away with freaking uh, criminal enterprise. And I was talking to a brother the other day. I said, you know, listen, I said, you can say what you want. I say Pookie and Ray Ray, they, they commit their crimes. Yes, they do. And, and, and none of us support it. But Pookie and Ray Ray is not importing women from the African continent 
from the Caribbean, from, you know, Mexico, Central America, South America. We talk about Afro Latinas. They're not importing them over here, telling them that, Oh, well, we're going to get you a good job here. You know, you can work as a, uh, as a, as a domestic worker, or, you know, you can go to school, you know, you can go work at in a restaurant or whatever. Right. Oh, uh, but it's going to cost you $40,000. Now we know good and well, anybody fly internationally, know it don't cost $40,000 to get over here. It just don't. Even if you flew Qatar, uh, airlines, right. Airways, I think Qatar has the best business class in the world. Qatar won't charge you $40,000. Not for one ticket, it won't cost you $40,000. Hell, Turkish Airways, at least right now, would charge you for business class, I think it's $1,700 each way if you're going from Houston to Istanbul. So that's that, right? They, they, Pookie and Ray Ray isn't, isn't charging $40,000 to bring a sister from Senegal over here and get her over here. And, and, and she's thinking she's coming to do something honorable, okay, just work and make a better life for herself. And then Pookie and Ray Ray don't have a bunch of massage parlors and say, oh, no, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, sister, you going to work in this massage parlor. Like, okay, she's thinking, okay, well, that's fine. That's my job. And like, okay, yeah, it is your job, but uh, you got to do some some uh, strange things and some change in here, and you got to pay me for living here. Like, what? I didn't come to America for that crap. I come to America to, like, get a job, you know, to go to school, to have a better life. I didn't come here for that. Well, either you do it or, uh, something will happen to your family back in Senegal. So, so w- w- which one is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and they know they, this government know what they doing. Cause they bust them. They know what they doing, but see Pookie and Ray Ray, they couldn't get away with that. They couldn't get away with it. See, it's, it's stuff like that. I want to talk about because they want to talk about the criminality of black people, man. There's other groups are doing criminal activity that, that no. I'm telling you, we black folks ain't nowhere near the level of these other groups. Nowhere near it. You imagine, first of all, if Pookie and Ray Ray even pull something off like that, the black community will come out in unison against that, those people. You know that we wouldn't, we wouldn't put up with that. Let's say, we, 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 you know, good way as a community, we wouldn't put up with that. We wouldn't sit up here and co-sign and think it's cool or whatever, not say anything about some, some brothers from here, trafficking sisters from Nigeria and making them do stuff like that. We, we, would, we, we would never support that. We'd be calling them names. I mean, the whole black world would be against them for doing that. But them jokers have actually came, I mean, coming from different countries, you know what I'm saying? Doing this and they all out in the public with it. That's why I say I really want to show a lot of stuff, but I can't do it here. So I said, I, I'm going to have to do that on my website. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Houston, for instance, it's a hub that freaking well, my barber cut hair at, right? There's one of them next door to him. And he was telling me one day that Homeland security showed up and, and raided one of them right there. Them jokers, them jokers had that junk everywhere, raided them. And let me tell you about this particular spot. This spot is right literally next door to the police department. How do you be that bold and have one of them things and, and you know who getting, they getting busted constantly. How you have it right next to the police department, the police station, like them, like Pookie and Ray Ray would never pull a stunt like that, which they would not allow. 
Do you know them jokers make a million dollars a month in those establishments? Like I said, they would never let black men that's criminals ever do that. But these, these people could come in this country and do that mess. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's been, and it's been hidden very well. It's been hidden very well. And, but yet, but yet these people come out here talking about we beating people up and we hating people and whatever the case we doing. I say, wait a minute. Why are you doing that to your own people? You trafficking your own people. Why? So what I'm telling y'all is don't let no other group come and tell you about no criminality. Cause I could run down every group cause I, I'm on the news constantly. I may not do the stories, but I'm on the news constantly. And that's another thing too. I would love to cover certain other stories, but then I try to cover other stories. A lot of times it's not supported. You know and I'm like? Dog, I want to show y'all something different so y'all can know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just like what, what Cardi B said, uh, I think in one video I saw her, she said that there's a lot of other dope rappers out there, but you say you don't want to listen to them. But she says she has to talk about her private parts and, Oh, you want to listen to that. That's what I'm saying. We have to take responsibility in what we consume. We want to learn something, but unfortunately I was telling y'all my frustration. It has to be infotainment. It can't just be information. It has to be infotainment. You have to be able to laugh at it. You have to be able to cry at it, get pissed off. Uh, it's something to that effect. It has to be some sort of emotional response. But if it's if you laughing about it, yeah, trust me, I love to laugh too. Listen, I love to laugh. I love it, right? But I watch so much stuff that nobody's laughing about anything. You know, it's just straight, like, knowledge. It's straight knowledge. You know, you can get on YouTube and learn a whole lot. If you look for the right resources, you can get on Google. You can learn a whole lot. We need to challenge ourselves to learn more. We need to challenge ourselves because think about it. Why we always behind as a people is because we don't want to learn. We want it too easy. Like right now, a few of us is getting up on this, this, you know, crypto game, but you should be, you should be on that. Especially as black people, and do you know black people are leading the charge right now with investments into that? Man, all y'all should be invested into that. All y'all. That is actually a equal playing field. Is that playing the New York Stock Exchange and all of that? That's an unequal playing field. It is, and that uh, what was it that that group Wall Street Bets? They 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 got them on their own game with the GameStop situation. But when you go to the, 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 even though, yes, it could be volatile, but there are certain coins that you can get where it's not volatile, like the USD tether coin or something like that. You say, look, I don't want to lose no money. I just want to hold it. Okay. Put it in that or something like that. I'm just telling y'all that I just saw a story out of Miami. You do, you know, Miami as a city have the Miami coin. Do y'all know that? So now Miami, I think it's the first city in the U.S. to have their own coin. And they say they were doing that to save people money on taxes. Y'all better, y'all better get on this game, especially you, well, sisters and brothers, get on that. Learn something, learn something, buy some. Don't blow your money on Jordan. Don't blow your money on name brands of people that don't like us. No way. You know, y'all buying Gucci and Hoochie and everything else. Start start learning to keep your money, invest your money. There've been people been made millionaires overnight, including black people. They just don't talk about the black people. There's many black people. 
You say, the, yeah, the government is trying to regulate it. You can't regulate decentralized. The only thing they could do, only thing they're doing to you right now, I will tell you what they're doing. If you um, cash out, that's how they're going to get you if you cash out. If you never cash out, or, now this is the passport game, what I'm about to tell you, you can cash out outside the, you know, until your other account somewhere else, you can cash out that way. I mean, you know, I mean, there's multiple ways to cash out, but yeah, if you cashing out to the banks here, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and you gotta be careful how much you're cashing out because if you cash out, I think anything, any transaction more than $10,000, you're being reported to the government. Um, and that's that money laundering law that the, any, any transaction, $10,000 or more you're being reported. That's anybody. I don't care if you get if your paycheck is over ten thousand dollars, you being reported. Bottom line. So when you're making that kind of money and that's coming into your bank and all of that, make sure you pay your taxes. Don't avoid taxes. You know, always, you know, the Bible teach you to give Caesar what is Caesar. Give Caesar his money. Pay your taxes, especially black people. If you're making money, be very, very meticulous about your taxes. Don't be caught up. Cause you know, you saw how like, uh, Lauren Hill got caught up. Wesley Snipes got caught up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, don't play with them people. Two people you don't want to play with is the IRS and child support. That's a two entities you don't want to owe. They have the worst uh, interest rates ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and report all your income. Don't hide nothing. Don't hide. You know, don't hide because if they know you had money. They gonna get you with tax evasion. So you just need to make sure you do what you're supposed to do. Uh, yeah, you said since you had the apple. Oh, cash. Yeah. Well, number one, you shouldn't be carrying cash on you no way because I I, I know that brother that one story that brother had brought thirty thousand dollars to the airport. I think he was gonna get a truck. I don't even know why he would do that because number one, they gonna look at you funny. You bring you walk around with thirty thirty racks. Why? Bruh, you don't need to be walking around with cash like that. If, listen, this is what I would have done. If I was going to go to that city and I want to go look at the truck or whatever, and I'm like, okay, so let's look at the deal, whatever. If we do the deal, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to my bank website. I will wire him that, I'll wire the individual that money right there. And that money, if you, if you select in your account, same day, that money will be in their account the same day. And that's directly bank to bank is, is, is tracked. It's seen because with, ca- with uh, cash like that, it's not even seen. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't like banks, get a credit union, get a credit union, or you can do the new thing. Some people are saying like, well, shoot, man, send, send it to me in crypto, you know, uh, go ahead on and buy some of that USD tether and uh, s- send me that to my wallet. <laughs> you know, people are doing that now. Or some people are saying, well, look, get the money in, 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 in uh, whatever coin you want and send it to me that way. I want it that way. People are doing that. Black people are doing it. So you mentioned cashier's checks, man. Look, you don't need cashier's checks overseas. And I'm, I'm going to mention overseas. So when I went to Turkey uh, on places like that, they accept Visa and MasterCard, bro. Like your Visa and MasterCard work. So travelers checks, people not even using hardly that even anymore because of Visa and MasterCard. Everybody got a card. Now I know when you go to the African continent, I know some countries like M-Pesa, like Kenya, uh, that's like that mobile money. 
and some African countries for sure are a little bit more about cash. Um, but for the most part, most countries are going to, to Visa, MasterCard, or whatever. So you ain't got to carry that much cash. You say you don't like banks either. Okay. Well, look, I saw, I see once again, doing my research, not watching infotainment. I was watching, you know, a, a bunch of information about why you don't save your money in banks. If you're going to save it somewhere, you save it in a credit union and not a bank. Cause you know, the bank could take your money and use it for loans, et cetera. And do you know that legally the bank is only responsible for 10% of your balance, even though they give you money every time you want it, but legally they're responsible for 10% of your balance. When the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic hit, uh, that was got lowered all the way down to 0%. So if the government, if, if the banks are like, Oh, well, you know, I ain't got your money. Now they can't get your money. Now, of course your money is supposed to be insured by the, you know, FDIC, but to go through insurance to get your money back, you already know how it is. Like, look, I need my money today. I don't need my money. I don't need my money when you get done and ready. You know what I'm saying? So you should have a bank. You should have a credit union. Always have a credit union or whatever. Right. Um, make sure you involve in some sort of crypto, whether you go into crypto.com Coinbase, or whatever, get involved with it. Instead of taking that money and buying that Louis bag, why don't you buy, buy, buy you some, some crypto, save you, save you some crypto that way, play the crypto game for, for a year. Even if you ain't got much money, but a $50, a hundred dollars a month. Sure. You can even buy Bitcoin or whatever at that price, you know, or, or you want to say, no, I don't want to get into Bitcoin because it's too high. I'm going to get a uh, Ethereum, right? Okay. Well, you start getting it that way. Or, or try to play the, the coins to see what the lowest coins are and see, well, hopefully this is going to go up. So let me see. Cause that, that's what happened even with Doja coin, right? It was zero, 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 all, you know, multiple zeros. And then I think Elon Musk had started talking about it and it went up. Even people, it went up thing like to, to 26 cents or something like that. Some people became freaking millionaires off of a coin going up to 26 cents because they had enough coins. So I'm just saying like, what we got to do as black people is find multiple ways to, to try to have us, have us some money, bro. Cause, cause blowing our money, this ain't the business. You know, I mean, I know, I know y'all like Rick Ross and the song blowing money fast. I know that, but we don't need to be doing that. No, we, we need to be saving money fast just for a rainy day, man. Because like you look at these jobs with these mandates, that mess going on. What if you had a, had a stash somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Well, what, what if you had that? Like I had like let me, real, real story. So, um, something came up the code doing a, uh, a website for my wife's uh, cake business. And I need to pay like the money real quick. I had to pay some money uh, up front about something I didn't, you know, have until maybe another week or two but I wanted to hurry up and get it paid off. Well, what I did, I moved some, some of my stuff around. I had, you know, and I went ahead and took that money and paid for it or whatever. And see what if I didn't have that money laid up in the way I had that money laid up, then I couldn't have done that. You feel me? So, so what we got to do as a people, man, look, even Nigeria right now is getting this thing called Enira, right? They're even getting involved. Like the thing about crypto, I'm going to tell y'all about this is that that's freedom because it's decentralized. Like all these currency all over the world is controlled by these governments. And that's why we can't get no money a lot of times, unless you figure out the game and figure out the system. And every time we figure out the system as black people, they switch it on us every time they change the law. So yeah, they trying to get a hold to it, but nah, it's on a decentralized system. So educate yourself, brothers and sisters, educate yourself. 
please educate yourself on just, you know, I know we like to laugh. I know we like, uh, uh, uh you know, ratchetness. I know, listen, as black people, listen, we all like the, the same things. I know. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying yourself, laughing, ratchetness or whatever else. I get it. I do the same things at times just to laugh and whatever, but there's a time to laugh and there's a time to start educating yourself because I didn't get to where I got to by just watching entertainment all freaking day. I do more reading and, and watching things and learning than it. Cause I couldn't even have this platform. I didn't, I'm not constantly on the learn mode and we got to constantly learn uh, brothers. So we got to learn. So yeah, food and water. Hey, I, I got, I got that stacked. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, when they, we had that winter storm here in Texas, I didn't suffer. My family didn't suffer. Some people, it was not prepared. They suffered. And I, I hate to hear that they suffered. And I hate to hear people that died, but I was already together. Me and my wife believe in preparation and always, we don't like to be caught with our pants down. So you prepare when nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, let me tell you when I really got big on that, you remember when COVID first hit and everybody was going for the toilet paper and the stuff like that. And I said, okay, I said, okay, I never need toilet paper or paper towels in my life again. Watch what I'm about to do. So after that first, after all that mess happened, y'all remember and, and, and all of it started coming back on the shelf. You know, I went, got my Amazon prime account. I said, you know what? I start audit, 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 audit. I'm good. I ain't, I haven't bought nothing in a hot minute. And I, I look at my stash. If it's get to a certain level, I'm about to go re replenish it, but I am not about to be without uh, paper towels and, uh, uh, you know, toilet paper. Another thing, deep freezer. Y'all need to have a deep freezer. You can buy a big deep freezer on webstaurant.com. Just take $800. Just listen to me. Take the money, $800 invest it. They will come bring in a whole truck to your house, put it in your garage a big deep freezer made by galaxy. I think it's galaxy. It made a deep freezer Buy one of them things. And, and when, when people are not, you know, not looking for food, you need to stock up on, you know, I don't really eat meat like that, but if you do eat meat and chicken and all the things like that, stock up on your stuff, man, stock up. So if something go down, you got money. You got, I mean, you got food. You ain't hustling. You ain't looking for nothing for your kids. Cause you know, good and well, black folks always the one that's going to suffer first. So we, that means we need to be more prepared than anybody else. You know, you need to have your second amendment protection. That's another thing because when natural disasters happen, you know, the police don't protect us on a good day. So when you have criminals roaming around, you need to protect yourself. You need to have a second, your whatever second amendment tool you use, you use that, you take it to the range, you get, um, you get practice, you know, you can even order, you know, uh, firearms online, you know, cause like I said, because I talked to a lot of people, there's one guy I know, you know, uh, I call him Tackleberry. He's literally Tackleberry, literally the dude know every freaking gun, you know, <laughs> every bullet. I'm like, dude, you do not, you need to go open up a gun shop. I mean, seriously, I said, if I had the money, I would love to just invest into it. I said, cause you know too much. It's scary how much this dude know. He put me on. Uh, he's a Mzungu. He put me on, uh, uh, what, a, what an autumn from like everything. Well, you ain't gotta be dealing. You know how some of them gun places you go and if they racist, they don't want to sell to you. I've done news stories on that, but the place like this one place called like buzz gun shop, right? You can go to their website, order it yourself. They, then you have to get it shipped to an FFL dealer. Now the FFL dealer is a person basically you're going to go to, 
to get your, uh, you're going to pay your application for your background check. So you got it. So they don't ship it directly to your house and ship it to the dealer, but they'll let you know when the dealer has it. You go over there, fill out your information, pay your stuff. The dealer call on the phone, right? You call on the phone and then, um, they'll let you know, right? ATF will let them know right then and now if you approved or not. So you can buy stuff. You don't have to go into actually those shops, you know, and deal with some of their racism. So it is, it, it's, it's ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, it's like I said, it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. You don't need a license here. Um, the FFL dealer told me that he likes to have a thousand rounds per, per, um, tool. That's what he liked. I'm telling y'all, y'all, like I said, we, we as a community really need to, we got a whole lot of things we need to think about, especially going to live in America. Now you say, nah, I feel I'm going to, I'm leaving this country. Then, okay. Then, you know, you got some more leeway on some things. Other countries, like I said, they operate different. You know, I, like I said, Turkey was cool. It's a lot of Mazungus, but it was cool. But I didn't feel that, that constant, you know, that war mentality that you got to be in over here. Right. The African continent, of course, that's the best place for me. Can't, can't wait till I get back. But what, what I'm saying is if you want to live other places, then you got a little bit more leeway, but when you here, you better protect yourself. You just better do it. You better do it. Women, women, there's no excuse. Nobody's going to protect you. You gotta, you, you gotta protect yourself. If you have a great husband, great. God bless you for having that husband. But even if you have a husband, you have to learn how to protect yourself as well. You need to go with your husband to, to that range and learn how to use that thing. Cause what if your husband's at work and some fool try to break in or something? You're not going to, you're not going to protect your family. So women need to know how to do that too. Even if you have a husband, I'm going to repeat that because your husband's not going to be around all the time. Yeah. You know, you want to get dash cams and all of that. That's great too. You can get all of that, right? You can get all of that, but I, I'm just saying like, for me, it's just, it's so much you gotta like that. Just, that starts annoying me with time though, because it's like, dog, you literally gotta be a freaking soldier almost over here. And then when you go to other countries, you're like, man, I can just live in peace. I ain't tripping like that. Cause we go over there. Like, you know how, like we talked earlier about the Asians, they not invested into anything. That's how you feel when you go to other countries. Like, well, I'm not really invested into their politics like that. I'm just coming over here for, Hey, I'm just trying to just live, you know, live my best life. Uh, I'm trying to build some business. I'm trying to do this. And I'm trying to do that. Right. Um, so you don't feel, you don't feel like that pressure, like maybe other people, you know, would have in different places. Uh, oh, okay. I see the true Royal family is here. I say, what is going on? Uh, sister Kimberly, I, I was talking about definitely the topic at first, but then we just kind of got into other subject matter. Uh, it wasn't even my intention to be this long on here, but we are just talking about other subject matter while we're here. Um, you know, and I, and like I said, I got, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to, I say it is in my, my deal to get a lot better with my scheduling, with doing these live streams. I know I need to do a few more, um, but yeah, it, what threw me off of my timing, I'm, I'm not going to lie with y'all, is that when we went to having more people on the platform, because a lot of background stuff I had to lay lay uh, in place, right? 
because it, it got to a point where we had to eventually get three editors. Right. So I had to, I went from doing everything. Y'all understand. I went from doing everything myself, filming a video myself, editing a video myself, making the thumbnail myself. I went from that to three editors, you know, um, business manager, graphic designer, you know, CPA, um, IT team now. I mean, it's so many different things that I, I have going on. Then I'm working on. So next, I'm letting y'all know in 2022, I got two uh, two books I'm working on in 2022. Um, one's gonna one is gonna. Well, I'm not gonna tell you what the subject matter is gonna be, but one is gonna be kind of along the lines of what we talk about here. But the second one is gonna be talking about uh, because no one has. I think, in my opinion, they haven't do, not do it the way I would do it. Um, I'm trying to be a solution to a problem. So I want to do a book about, um, marriage. I want to basically help women be in a position to get the ring because a lot of there's so many books out there. That's not being realistic with women about what would make a man say, okay, I got to marry her. Yeah. And, and so I want to tell young women or whatever women will listen. I want to tell them exactly how to get themselves in a position to get married and what would make a man fall in love with you? Because the way they're being taught, unfortunately, in this country, all it teaches is single motherhood. It doesn't teach, you know, a wife. It, it, and men control marriage. You know, they control that. So since men control that, then how could you be in a, get in a position to be a wife? How could you get the protection that you're looking for? How, how can you do that? Um, so... I'm going to work on that next year. I can, I can talk about it. I've been married for 10 years. Um, I, I was married once before. Um, I was married nine years at that time period, but the relationship did not work out. Um, you know, I know about divorce. I know about, you know, child support. I know about remarriage. I know about a lot of things. So I feel like I can write that because due to my life experience, um, I'm not a guy that's single that just trying to give that advice. Nothing wrong with single people giving advice, but I think that advice is limited if you're going to start talking about marriage. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. No, 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 Ain't nobody waiting on no 90 days. If a man, especially if a man, yeah, a man wait for 90 days while he got his little side chicks. He'll wait for you 90 days. He will. He will. Uh-huh. Sure he will. So I, I don't know. You, you'll see how I write it. It's going to be exactly how I talk. But I guarantee you, if women follow my program or what I'm going to tell them, they'll be able to get married. But I'm also telling them what kind of men to look for too, because some women invest their time into the wrong men. They do. So I, I work on that. So that'd be coming in 2022 uh, as well. Cause like I said, I want to be a solution to the problem. I don't want to just tell you. Cause think about it. If, if nobody's telling you how to get married, you know what I'm saying? And no telling people how to get married, you don't have to beat them over. There. I mean, of course at times you got to shock the system, but it steps to that. Right. So well, I just want to give a tangible product from somebody who has experience in marriage as a husband and what, you know, what works, for men, from what I know is in talking to the many men I know who's married, uh, uh, many, even men who's single, men who've been divorced, men who are like just, just different men, right? Um, I know what we want as men. I know it. So I wanted to convey that. So 
that'll be my first kind of family book I'll be working on, you know, because normally everything is about normally what we talk about, which like I said, that's going to be the first book. Um, the, what we normally will talk about then, like I said, the marriage book probably come toward the end of the year. So next year, 2022. So get ready for that. Get ready. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I, I'm fi- I'm finding my lane with these books. You say one channel. So it's easy to shut down one channel. Um, oh, you say your, your husband married you with four kids and you've been married for 21 years. Well, it's, it's multiple kind of families out there, right? Um, there's blended families, which, which is realistic. Um, there are people who are just don't have no kids and they starting the family together. Um, just as a man, I have my personal opinion on some things when it comes to that. Like, cause I feel like this men who do have kids, then they, they can't be talking about you know, single mother, this and single mother that dude, you got kids, you're a single father. I think you have more in common with a woman with children. Right. But depends on how many she got. Um, I will go there, but you know, if a woman or a man don't have kids then they have every right to say, I don't want a person with kids. I believe they do should have a right to say that. But if they choose to, if they choose, if, if they choose just my personal opinion, I believe if she has one and you don't have none and it's a good kid, it's a real good kid. It's not a toxic situation with a Lamar as a baby daddy. You know, you don't want to deal with Lamar either. So it is a lot of variables to talk about that. So I don't want to go down that route because that Lamar situation is crazy. If y'all watch BMF, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, but anyway, um, what did it say? You say you're going to, to get you a Japanese bunny when you go to Tokyo one day. Okay. I mean, that's what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell you about that. Women are women. Okay. So, oh, your cut. Oh, okay. Your husband already had kids. Okay. So y'all was like a modern day. I hate to use that term Brady bunch, I guess. Yeah. So y'all blended a family and there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. To see blended families work together. Um, but let me tell you something. Don't, don't get in your head that cause women are women, uh, man. And, and that's something else I see with some guys. Uh, they'd be like, Oh, well these women and that women look, women are women. I'm telling you, if you, if you've been around enough, women are the same. The only difference with women, um, it may be their cultures and different cultures have different things, but the basis of women are all the same. So just much like, you know, I see some guys say, Oh, well, some of the sisters have attitude. Well, uh, the Japanese women got attitude too. They cheat. They grimy. They scam. Anything you say about the sisters, I promise you, you can find it in every group. But I, when you, when you go out enough and you, and you see how people are, just people are human beings. You know what I'm saying? So well, even if women saying that about, Oh, well, the, the, the zaddies, they better. No, actually they do a little bit more than, than, uh, than, than the Pookie Ray Ray will, because they got a system to protect them. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't find no black Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, fake crying and the judge defending them and everything. You can't find that. They were like, Oh no, uh, 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 Kevon, you going to jail today. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm, I'm trying to see if I'm gonna go live on my other channel here. I'm thinking about, it. I'm talking about my entertainment channel. Cause I need to, I need to uh, piss some people off over there. Cause that's just what I do. But I mean, I'm gonna think about it. It's kind of early. I, I don't know. Let, let me think about it. But uh, if I do, I, I'll put a uh, thing up, but yeah, I'm going to close out of here. I want to thank everyone for uh, joining the page uh, tonight. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Um, 
y'all beautiful people, you know, love yourself, hug your family, you know, kiss your kids, tell them Uncle Phil said hi, um, and everything. Take care of yourself in this, this crazy, crazy world with them folks and, you know, see you next time.